Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle. And if this is the first time you've been on one of my podcasts, I hope it's not your last. And I hope that you get something powerful today to keep you going, but also get you ready for to receive everything that God has for you to receive. And I've been building line upon line once again, precept upon precept. And, and last week I shared um, Joseph's life as a template and I, and I called it um processing progressing to possess the dream of god for our lives i said that kind of slow didn't i <laughs> well i just wanted to bring a little uh, definition that we're we are actually in a process but in the midst of the process, we're actually making progress, even though at times, like the template of Joseph that I use, who is the 11th son of Jacob, uh, his later name would become Israel, but his, the 11th son of, of Jacob's, his name was Joseph, and he went through a process to be a, a deliverer and to be somebody that would be a savior to literally the world. What by Jacob giving birth to this boy, this 11th son, 11 is the number of transition. And as, as he gave him the coat of many colors and, and he began to lavish love on him and he had a, a proper ego because his parents were, were, were so loving towards him and that, it, that his other siblings actually we're quite jealous, to be honest. But that, you know, I, I won't go down that story right now. But the fact of the matter is, because Joseph stayed in the process, because he didn't give up in the midst of the process, he was able to make progress. And then he was able to eventually possess the very dream that God gave him. And the dream, the dream is that he was going to be a ruler over his family. He was going to his family was going to bow down to him. And you, and I don't know if you know the story in, in Genesis chapter 37 and, and ends in 49, I think. But if you don't uh, know the story is that, that he was um, dreaming about his parents bowing down, his brothers and sisters bowing down and serving him. Long story short, brothers and sisters, or brothers didn't like that. Uh, parents, you know, thought it a little you know, arrogant perhaps, but but kept it in his heart and, and just believed in his son anyway. So Joseph went through all these things and actually it wasn't just the dream. He believed in the dream, but he began to speak the dream. So it's this is very important to know that when we are in uh, our pits or where, where we're in containment and confinement, when everything is screaming that the prophetic word is not going to come to pass. 
You need to know that there is something greater going on underneath the surface, inside you, all around you, that is about to propel you into greater things. If you can just stand and in all things stand. This, this uh, series is called Overcomers, and this is part four. And I want to call this one Staying the Course and Finishing Strong. So Staying the Course and Finishing Strong. So we're gonna, I'm going to continue on uh, the life of Joseph, Joseph as a template that we're using to, to actually see how he works through those times that it looks like it's impossible. I want to I tell you that our lives are of great significance. And it's, it's not just about us for no more, praise the Lord, shut the door. It's not, it's not about the world's mentality of, of get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can and spoil the rest. It's, it's not that mentality. We need to know that there is greatness on the inside of us for, for a purpose to be a deliverer, to be somebody else's breakthrough. They need to see us prospering in the midst of poverty. They need to see us healed in the midst of pandemics. They need to see us living a, a life of peace and joy and hope in the midst of depression and depravity. They, we are different. We are of a royal race, according to Revelation. We, we are these people that have the creator of the universe on the inside of us. And we need to begin to allow the one that we became one with to come out of our lives. The same river of living water, the same rivers of living water that flows underneath the throne of God flows on the inside of us. But it needs to not, not become a stagnant swamp. It needs to become a rushing river flooding out of us and into our circumstances, into our situations, into our spheres of influence, into our metron of ministry, into the lives of the people that God has given us the grace to be in relationship with everyone you need to understand that there's greatness on the inside of you i mean nobody there's only going to be one queen of england at a time okay not everybody's going to be a famous basketball player and or everybody is not going to be the richest person in the world but really who cares about that i get to be me in my world, I get to be the savior of it. I don't have a Messiah complex. Don't worry about it. I don't think I'm actually Jesus Christ, you know, that was died on the cross. Don't hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. But there, your whole world is waiting for the manifestation of a son of God. The whole world, the Bible says, is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, to, sons and daughters to come forth in this season of great turmoil and tribulation that people are going through. You need to be the savior of your sphere of influence or the savior of your world. You may not be queen or you may not be the richest person, but I want to tell you, you are, you are somebody's breakthrough. You are somebody's moment in their lives where they can see if they may. I want to tell you, if, if God can, can turn my life around, who came from a broken home, who came from, uh, grew, grew up in the midst of some abuse and, and, and some, 
uh, bullying and everything else. I'm a white-looking kid that looked that grew up on the res reservation. Uh, you know, even though I am Mohawk, I didn't look Mohawk. I know what it is to receive discrimination and hurt. And the worst thing you could be called in my my um. Quinny Mohawk School was a white man. I, I know what it is to be discriminated, to be abused, and to be left, and to be betrayed. And I'm, I'm, but none of these things can stop us. None of these things can stop you. None of the resistance in this realm can steal from you. You are more than a conqueror, and you are an overcomer. Everyone, everybody that I'm speaking to right now, you have an, a sphere to influence, a metron to minister to, a promised land to dominate, a garden to till, and a harvest to reap. All God is asking you is to be what you have been called and what he dreamed for you to be. Nothing less and nothing more. I don't want to be the richest man in the world if God doesn't want me to be the richest man in the world. If he wants me to be that, I will need his grace, his enabling power to operate in that sphere of influence. I don't want to get out of my lane. I don't want to be something that I'm not called to be because I don't have the, the enabling power to fulfill that role in life. I, I, I've just got to be me. Be happy with you, who you are. It's more important to be righteous than it is than it is to be anything else. It's more important to wear a robe of righteousness. It's more important to have the peace that passes all understanding. It's more important to have the joy that is complete and full of glory. It's more important to have the grace that is available for you in the midst of all your trials because you're walking in the midst of God's obedience for your life. And it's more important to have a truth that can be manifested that will set you completely free. This is what I'm talking about. It's You can have a fulfilled life, and that's what we are talking about. So how do you manifest this dream? You got to speak about it. I'm just going to read Ephesians 2.10 for you in the, Amer in the AMPC translation, the Amplified. In verse 10, it says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. Come on, did you hear that? God predestined, planned beforehand. For us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. My God. He prepared paths ahead of time ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. This is what I'm talking about, what we need to tap into. Before there was a was, there was a God who was nowhere in the midst of nothing, being God all by himself, completing himself, not needing anything, but wanting to share the attribute of love with another uh, speaking spirit. So he created, he dreamed about us, and then he spoke into existence uh, the construct in which everything would come from. And then he created us by that same very construct. On the inside of you, so you came into this realm fully loaded with words. At your concept, 
You came into this realm with everything you will ever need. It was already downloaded into you. So how do you tap into this awesomeness, this power, this this place of immunity? Ah, there's a place where you can you can abide in the shadow of the Almighty. There's a place that you can abide in the pavilion of his peace while you are walking here on this planet. And it's the place of your calling, your election, and God's dream for your life. But it has to be. That which is on the inside of you must be manifested into this realm. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a dream wrapped in flesh. You are a dream from the heart of the Father that has been clothed in an earth suit, propelled into this people planet to be one thing, an answer. And another thing, a target for his love. So Joseph dreamed his dream, and then he spoke his dream. He actually may have spoken his dream abruptly and within perhaps maybe poor timing and, and telling his brothers who he's wearing this really flashy coat and he's telling, you know, that his father gave him and he sees that and they see all the favor that that um, Rachel's son got. And um, they, they like begin to despise him. So sometimes, and, and I mentioned in the last, last um, podcast that use wisdom when you are speaking your dream. Speak your dream to, which is the most, your dream, your real dream from the Father is, the, is, is so precious and, and so important that you, you can only share it with people that are precious and important to you and those that aren't just going to crush it underneath your feet. It's really important to share that with a, with, with a true brother or sister or, or a true mother or, or father of the spirit. And, 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 but you have to speak it. Even if, even if you just have to speak it and there's nobody else, you just got to speak it. You got you to gotta speak it forth. You know, sometimes we may not be speaking the dream properly. We may be in immaturity. We, we just begin to blot it out. And we said, this is what I think God's calling me to. Don't despise that. The most important thing is that you're speaking it out. Can you use wisdom? Yes. Is there better ways to do it? Yes. But you, the most important thing is that you must speak it out. God spoke everything into existence and holds it together by the power of his words. Then you need to know this, that there is life and death in the power of words. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. 1 John 4, 17 says, As he is, so are we in this world. God's way of doing things is by his words, by speaking. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Meaning that the vehicle that the spirit of God flows on and in are words. Words are capsulized spirit, capsulized power. Your words are so important. This is a way you tap into your dream. You got to speak things into existence in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and nothing was made except that it was made by a spoken word 
Jesus is the word. We find out 11 verses later that that was John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And 11 verses later in John chapter 14, it, it says, we beheld his glory and that of the only begotten of the Father. It says, um, the word became flesh. God makes and holds together everything by the power of his spoken words. We, you know, we, I grew up in Pentecost and 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 then I, I stepped over into uh, a, a church where we served for about four or five years and, and it had uh, we we developed with um, um, this pastor a, a love for the word. He he had a love for uh, um, and believed in, in the inerrant word of God that we could stand upon and that we could decree and declare and believe and receive the promises that are still yes and amen. We, You need to know that you can depend on the word of God, that you can call on the word of God and that the word of God is creating still. Proverbs chapter 25, 2 says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the glory of a king to dig out that matter. Why am I sharing that with you? Because that word matter in Proverbs chapter 25, 2 is the Hebrew word davar, which is pronounced D-E-V-A-R, but you, uh, it's pronounced davar. There, there, this word actually means, it, the definition is spoken word. Come on, I, I, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's the glory of God to conceal a spoken word, and it's the glory of, of a king to dig out the spoken word. So what am I saying to you today? You came into this realm full of powerful words, creative words that you can speak into this realm, creating an atmosphere. See, see you got to understand that uh, as a man thinks, so is he. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. This is what the Bible says. Come on. The Bible says that you got to be careful how you think because your life is shaped by your thoughts. A tire did not become a rubber tire on your Cadillac or on your Mustang or whatever you're driving until somebody had an idea that developed another idea that developed another idea. And, and, and the same thing with the shock systems of vehicles and, and the same thing with steel and and, and, and all the things in, in the, the why everything that goes into building a vehicle that we so that we don't even think about came out of a thought that was on the inside of somebody and begin and somebody began to muse and mutter and pay attention to it. Quantum science and quantum scientists, when they're talking about quantum mechanics, they begin to tell us that nothing takes shape until somebody begins to pay attention, until there's a thought. Thought creates something. It begins to formulate. The DNA strand, they say this, the, the helix, the, 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 the ladder-looking um, twisted ladder, the DNA strand does not take a shape until somebody begins to think or pay attention to it. There is so much substance that 
that we don't even know that can be created when somebody begins to believe in something. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is, I, I, I mentioned this last week, but it, it's worth saying again. Somebody say is. No, say is. Say my faith is. Say my faith is. Is. Somebody say is. My faith is the realization of the substance of the thing I have been hoping for and the evidence of the thing unseen. Your faith is not used as a tool to get stuff. You just don't have faith to be this or faith to have this. Your faith is actually becoming the thing you've been hoping for. You've got to change the way you think. You, not, you need to understand that your words are powerful. When you add your faith to your words, you begin to create an atmosphere for your dream to come forth. But you got to speak your dream. Joseph began to speak his dream. But when you begin to speak your dream, you need to understand that it has, has so much power that the enemy must do everything he can do to get you to shut up. So he will, the, the very, when you get a prophetic word, ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes it seems like the very opposite thing begins to happen. Do you know why? A couple things going on. Your dream is being tested. You are building muscle. As you push through the resistance and you push back on and through the pain, you're building muscle and you're, you're developing your dream. But secondly, and least importantly, you need to understand of least importance is this. The enemy hates that you are beginning to believe the dream of God for your life. God creates everything and holds everything together by the spoken power of his words. By him speaking, He's creating. When, when you're speaking, you're creating. What are you creating? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Speak your word. And when you are in situations that I'm going to get into on how Joseph, the very first thing that happens to him when he begins to dream his dream, speak his dream, and he is, and his father sends him off to talk to his brothers and to go see his brothers and make sure that his brothers are okay. And he's just skipping down the pathway and he's just wearing his coat of many colors and, and, and he's just exuding joy and, and favor. And he's just, you know, dreaming about the day that he's going to rule the world. And he comes up to his brothers and he immediately, they take him and they threw him in a pit. So many times, with, and often most of the times, when you begin to dream your dream, speak your dream, and believe your dream, your dream will be immediately challenged. Don't be thrown off by this. The enemy is always trying to stop a dreamer. He is always trying to destroy the dream of God in you because it's part of a bigger plan of the dream of God for all of creation. When the dream of God begins to be manifested, it is the most important, most powerful thing in this realm. And when you begin to live out your dream, 
the enemy's kingdom begins to decrease and you begin to take back what the enemy is illegally occupying. Your dream will be buffeted because of the power it possesses. As Joseph was in the process, we are also in the process, but you need to know this even when it doesn't look like it, we are making progress. Don't give up and don't give in. Don't sit down and don't shut up. Continue to speak with wisdom your dream into this realm. So Joseph's process was this, and we're going to hit the pit today. But uh, no, hopefully you don't actually hit the pit today. We're going to be talking about the pit that Joseph was in today. <laughs> Joseph's process went from going from the pit to the pad to the pen to the palace for the purpose of the preservation of a prophetic people. The first stop of Joseph sure did not look like it was a dream being manifested. It didn't look like that dream thing was going to work out at all. So be, because his brothers devise a plan to, to, to kill, the, actually the brothers devise this plan to kill him. They were just going to kill him. They were going to murder him. They were going to murder the dreamer. But then Reuben, the, the eldest, shows up and he says, no, no, guys, I have a better plan. Understand this right now. This is a key here. This is a little life hack. There always will be a Reuben. There will always be a Reuben in, Reuben in your life. Reuben intervenes. He says, no, 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 let's sell him to, the, to the, um, uh, these slave traders over here that are coming down. The caravan that's coming here. Those guys, we can we can sell, we can make money. No, not only will we get rid of him, but we'll make money off of him. But his plan was to throw him in the pit, and then come back for him later. But then the the Midianites showed up, and the brothers sold him, and he's like, "Oh my word!" But Reuben knew enough that if, if they killed the brother, that that they would. And Dad found out about that. Oh my good lord! But I want you to understand. When you're in these negative situations, there will look for your Reuben because there will be one that will keep you in the process. You cannot be stopped in the midst of your obedience. You cannot be stopped no matter what is happening. It doesn't matter what is going on. And, and I'm going to go through a litany of problems and, 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 and with some detail about what went on in Joseph's life. And it seems absolutely impossible. It's screaming the very opposite of ruling the world when you're thrown into a pit and then sold into slavery. It seemed like everything was lost. And guys, I just want to address you kind of personally right now. I know many of you right now presently are, are what... It feels like in a pit of despair. Hear the word of the Lord. You feel like disparity. All you can see are the four walls of the containment that are holding you in, in this place. This place that you never wanted to be in. I want you to know that this is not your epitaph. This is not your ending. This is not your defining moment, but this can be a refining moment. You may even feel you have received a prophetic word about your great calling and what you're to do and who you are about to become. Then the exact, like I said, the exact opposite begins to happen. Do not be discouraged. Just keep believing that the power within your purpose and the dynamite power connected to the dream is well able to protect 
and even propel you into greater opportunities that would not have come your way had you not faced all these challenges. The circumstances that you are in right now seem impossible, seem impossible to get out of. It seems impossible to get out of this pit that you find yourself so deep in. I want to encourage you today, just keep standing and in all things keep standing and you will see the deliverance of the Lord in the land of the living. And you might be saying, well, you don't understand. You're not in this pit. You're not in this penitentiary. You're not in this problem. You're not, you're not in this pain. You're not, but I've been in those similar situations and it's not time for you to give up. Not you, you, I, I decree and declare you will not give up. Not you. You are the pinnacle of his creation. Did you hear me? You are the pinnacle of his creation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are going to receive from them in the midst of this awful pit, a greater grace that is being made available to you because of the evil that you find yourself in today. You need to understand that the problem, the pain, the persecution that is confining you is actually paying your way forward. You enter into the kingdom. This is what the Bible says, that you enter into the kingdom at greater levels of the kingdom because of the very tribulation trying to keep you out of fulfilling your dream. When the enemy comes against you, he is actually creating a portal to open up, to connect to the greater grace of his enabling power. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I even sense strongly right now that many of you feel responsible for the pit you find yourself in. Maybe you, you are even similar to the prodigal son. He felt that he, he spent his whole entire inheritance on wine, women, song, and ended up in a pig pen, a pit of swill of his own will a pit of despair and a pit of shame. This pit of his own doing. This pit was fashioned by his own hands, but none of these things could stop him when he woke up, when he came to himself, and when he said that the servants in my father's house have it better than me. He said, I will return to my father. The fact of the matter is, was that the father was never mad at him, but constantly looking for his son to come and to return to the house. There was no condemnation from the father because he was in the pit. There was only delight that his son has been resurrected, that his son was out of the pit and back in the place where he always belonged. The circumstances of the story of the, the, the prodigal son or the wasteful son may not be the exact same as yours, but maybe you feel you deserve to be in this pit. That this is your own lot of life because of my poor decisions that I have made. I, I want to say to you very boldly and very strongly today, before you go any further down that road, you need to one, know one thing right now. Favor ain't fair. The audacity of you dreaming 
within itself has put a demand on the resources of creation and your creator has responded and released ridiculous amounts of favor and it ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. The payment for your freedom was already paid way before you ever needed to be rescued from any pit. The Bible also says that while we were still enemies of God, he died for us. He, the creator of all, sacrificed his own life so that we could be free. He made the ultimate price, paid the ultimate price for our ultimate freedom. You have the distinct privilege by, uh, sorry, you have the distinct privilege to become by faith through grace, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He made you worthy. You may not be worthy, but he made you worthy. You did nothing to deserve your freedom. He did everything that it, and that's what it makes you. You are more than a conqueror. He did everything. And that's what makes you more than a conqueror. And that's what makes you an overcomer. He gave us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. He, he gave us heaven instead of hell. And that's why I'm saying to you today, favor ain't fair. You need to know that when you gave, when you gave your life to God and you became a new creation, that you were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you're a child of God now. To cut to the quick, let me just ask you this question. What act of righteousness did you do or what great deed did you do to make you righteous? You did nothing. If you did not make yourself righteous by acts or deeds, why do you think that you can make yourself unrighteous by acts or deeds? So like Joseph and like the prodigal son, you may be in a pit. Now what? What do I do? What you need to know is this one thing. This is not the end. Did you hear me? This is not the end. You need to know that you have not finished your race and you can get out of this pet pit. Secondly, you need to recall, repent, and return. To get out of this awful situation, you need to recall the dream and speak the dream and the good things and remind yourself of the good things of the Lord and who you are. Then you need to repent, which means to change the way you think. Repent means to turn and pent, go back up on top, as in penthouse. You need to change the way you think about your life, your dream, and your father creator. Then you need to return. You need to take one step at a time and walk out of that pit. It may not be easy. You may take three steps forward and get knocked back one down. But know this and even say this, I'm coming out and I'm getting up. I'm getting up and I'm coming out. You need to take the steps that will put you back on top. Remember this, no matter where you find yourself, you can always end up on top. Your setback is your setup for your get up so you can go up for one purpose is to rule and reign back down here. Your problems are nothing more than a platform to expedite progress. 
Problems accelerate progress. Did you hear that? Problems accelerate progress. Problems and pains, etc., serve us and are causing a quickening spirit to be released to speed up the process. Your deliverance out of the pit may not look like what you thought it should be, much like Joseph did. It may not look exactly the way you thought this dream should go. So Joseph does not die, but is rescued. It did not look, I, I mean, I, I have a dream of, of ruling the world. Jo Joseph had that dream. And he ended up doing exact, that exact same thing thing that his dream was showing. He was the savior of the world. He was actually the one that preserved Judah so that the, the king of glory, Jesus Christ, could come forth and save the, the whole world. If Joseph didn't stay in that dream, where would we be right now? But the first step didn't look like it. And your first steps towards fulfilling your dream may not look exactly the way you thought it should. Last year, you may have wanted to open up that business. Last year, you may have wanted to, you know, get married and or, or whatever the dream was. It seemed like it was stifled. It doesn't seem like it was making progress. And I want to tell you, in the midst of all the darkness, there is God working. It may not have looked like a rescue, but Reuben showed up. There will always be a Reuben. Look for your Reuben. I'm sure this is not the most optimum situation that you find yourself in there may not be a knight in shining armor coming and returning you and and, and like it did for joseph joseph you know might thought you know it'd be great if somebody would have showed up and uh, reuben where's where's the horse where's the chariots where's everything bring me back to dad none of those things happened that day but rather joseph was sold into merchants there were midianites and his rescue was being sold into slavery. Now this, you know, you know you're having a bad moment in the manifestation of your dream when you're, when you're being rescued by being sold into slavery. Ladies and gentlemen, at these moments, it's important to thank God for the fact that you're still alive. Find some place to find hope. If you find hope, you will live tomorrow. You need to look at the goodness. It, it, your thankfulness and your gratefulness will swing the gates of authority in your life. The Things will open up. The gate of authority swings on the hinges of thankfulness and being grateful. So right in the midst of this situation that we seem to all be in, at one point or another, but we've all been in this shutdown, in this quarantine, and in and, and, and all these different things that are containing us in this last season of our lives. There is so much good going on, and you are being positioned to be propelled into greater days. So this is Barry Miracle signing off for now. I'm going to be discussing with you next week on um, From the Pit to the Pad, Potiphar's House. And it doesn't matter where you throw a man or woman of God, they will always end up on top. Just stay in the process. You will make progress and you shall possess God's dream for your life.
So once again, thank you for this opportunity of sharing with you. I hope you were encouraged today by this word and uh, encouraged to stay in the, the process and, and continue to make progress and begin to possess your dream. Uh, once again, Barry Miracle, if you want more resources, if you found this um, helpful to you, go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can uh, get my book there called Wake Up In Your Dream. Much of the, the things I'm sharing, even in this Overcomers series, you can find there and you can study it in a little bit more detail. Um, you're, you're welcome to donate to our ministry uh, where we're helping people all over the world in different projects and, and preaching and, and teaching and, and uh, mothering, uh, my wife mothers, <laughs> mothering and fathering as we do many sons and daughters. Love you guys, and um, I hope that you're waking up into your dream. It's Barry Miracle signing off for now. Till next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.